Hi, welcome to Ready to Scale Season 3. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. I'm a real estate investor, syndicator, and operator of multifamily properties. And in this season, we're going to focus on dialogues that drive success. Building real wealth is not a fairy tale nor rocket science, but there's so much to learn. So grab a cup of coffee and join me each week for in-depth conversations with successful real estate investors. Conversations that are designed to help you drive your wealth, investment, knowledge, and lifestyle to the next level. And of course, you can always go to my website, elliperlman.com, to read more about investing passively in multifamily. everyone. Welcome to another episode of High Achievers series. This is Ellie Perlman broadcasting from the sunny and warm Miami. I'm really grateful to be here today. So today on the episode, I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of investing alongside institutional investors. And the perspective that I'm going to share with you today is going to be from my own experience. And of course, this is not a formal advice. I'm not a registered broker dealer or, you know, investment manager or anything like that. This is just my point of view on how it's like to invest with institutional investors from my own experience buying and selling real estate. So just a little bit about me, if you don't know my background, I'm the founder and CEO of Blue Lake Capital, and we own thousands of multifamily units across the U.S., and we like to be in markets like Arizona, like Dallas, Austin, in Atlanta, of course, in the Carolinas. And throughout my career, I've basically worked with retail investors, which a lot of you who are listening to me right now are retail investors, which means that you are high net worth individuals, maybe you're passive investors 100%, or that maybe perhaps you own a business and you invest your available cash, available capital with other sponsors like myself in real estate and in other investment vehicles. So just a little bit of a recap, when I'm talking about an institutional investor, what I'm talking about is all the entities that can basically pull money together and they purchase not only real estate, but securities and, you know, other assets could be loans, could be as I mentioned, you know, real estate and other assets. So when I'm talking about institutional investors, you know, think banks, credit unions, pension funds, hedge funds, REITs, investment advisors, credit unions, and, you know, mutual funds. Those are large players that are participating in the real estate game. They're purchasing real estate, whether it's on the lending side, so they purchase loans, or whether they basically invest in equity and become owners of real estate. So from my experience, when it comes to investing with an institutional investor, they have their three main things that are kind of common to a lot of them. First thing is that they're very, very focused on the sponsor's experience. Before they look at any deal that is set in front of them, they take time, they spend money and energy into getting to know the different sponsors that are managing the investment or the asset. They're looking into their track record, 
of course, they meet with them or at least have a phone call, a conversation. They're looking into their current portfolio, the portfolio's performance, even the sponsor's net worth and financials. They're checking all of that to make sure that they're investing with the right group. The second thing that is kind of part of a lot of institutionals' investment philosophy is that if they go and they make a bet on a deal or a sponsor, they go big. So they don't like to write small checks. You know, a million dollar check is not really worth it for them because they do a lot of work underwriting the deal, but also focusing on a sponsor and vetting the sponsor. They like to write really large checks. I think for the most part, what I've seen the minimum would be $10 million. Below that, it's just a lot of work for them. And it doesn't make much sense to deploy so little capital. So 10 millions, there are funds that are investing 100 millions and, and beyond that. But the very minimum check size would be around $10 million. Now, the third point that I wanted to discuss with you is that, as I mentioned before, institutionals believe in diversification. So they like to diversify across the board between equity and debt. So sometimes they're going to look at deals from the lending point of view perspective and would like to be the bank. So some institutionals are competing with Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. And if there's, let's say, a $20 million deal with $15 million worth of loan that the sponsor is looking to place in order to close the deal, institutionals sometimes compete with other lenders because they want to be the senior lenders. And sometimes they want to be on the equity side and they're actually looking to invest. Well, $5 million in that deal would be too small for them, but they're looking also to invest in equity as well. And that way they have multiple vehicles and multiple products to offer to their own investors or the families that they serve. Now, there are a few pros and cons when it comes to investing with institutionals. And I'm speaking, you know, mainly from an LP point of view as a passive investor, but there's also pros and cons from an operator. So if you're a passive investor and you're a high net worth individual and you're looking at a deal and you know that there is an institutional investor that is part of the deal, then their main two advantages in investing in the deal that has an institutional investor as part of the investment strategy. So an institutional investor, like I mentioned before, they spent so much time, money, and energy and resources to vet the sponsors. The I'm going to be very careful here with what I say, but for the most part, institutionals have more resources than the average high net worth individual. And so as a limited partner, you can feel safer and more secure if you know that an institutional investor is investing because they've done the vetting. They've spent money looking into the sponsor. They've spent time and money looking into the right market. And they have top-notch underwriters that underwrite the deal. So if they come to a conclusion that this is a great deal that they want to invest, that's another reassurance for you as an LP that you're investing in the right market with the right sponsor and in the right deal. And of course, if they think that this is a good deal, they're going to write a very large check. So they have a lot more skin in the game. But just the fact that they're 
spending a lot of resources into vetting the sponsor, the market, and the deal, that can say a lot about, you know, the deal itself. And I know that I'm also, you know, a passive investor on my deals and on other deals. I feel a lot safer when I know that there's an institutional, you know, investor as part of the investment package. Now, the other pro, which a lot of investors maybe aren't unaware of, and I can share with you as a sponsor, an institutional investor requires a lot more reporting from the sponsor, a lot more than Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae that are not always, but sometimes more than Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, which, you know, it's a lot more work for the sponsor because the level of reporting is a lot more strict and a lot more elaborated. And that's because if they write a $10 million check, I mean, they're equity holders, they have a lot more to lose than the lender who has first position on the property, which means that if you don't pay the lender, they can take the property. So they have a collateral. But an institutional buyer, unless they are the senior lender, they don't have a collateral. So their exposure is much higher. So they require more reportings and much more frequent and much more in-depth than the senior lender who, you know, they have the collateral, so they are not as concerned about the reporting. But for you as a limited partner, that's a pro, that's an advantage because you know that someone is looking at the sponsor very closely, reviewing the bank statements, reviewing the PL, the process of the renovations. Someone is actually looking behind their shoulder. So it's another big player that is basically looking into the sponsor, making sure that they're doing their job correctly. So these are the main two pros. Now, when it comes to cons, the first thing that comes to mind is that many institutionals, they don't really like to invest in one-off deals. If they are writing a check, they like to write larger checks. So there's not a lot of deals that require $50 million in equity. So they tend to like funds because you know the diversification aspect is here you're not only investing in one asset you're investing in five or ten or seven or seventeen and so you're less likely to you know get hit as an investor so they like funds and I know that many high net worth individuals prefer funds but some of them like to invest on a deal by deal basis because they want to look into the deal a bit closer and make a decision whether they want to invest or not but just know that if you want to invest as a limited partner alongside institutional investors, you should start looking into funds a bit more because that's their favorite way of investing through funds. Now, another con is that if the sponsor counts on an institutional investor to write a large check, let's say they need the sponsor needs to raise $20 million in equity and 10 of it comes from an institutional investor and at, at the end, the investor decides not to move forward, then there's a risk that the sponsor will not be able to basically close the deal because they're going to miss $10 million in equity and that's significant enough. In some cases, they won't be able to close the deal. That's just to, to keep that in mind. So that's it for today. Not a very long episode about institutional investors, but just to recap, they're very focused on a sponsor. They like to write big checks. They diversify between equity and debt. And the main pros is that they have a lot of resources to invest in researching the market, the sponsor and the deal. And they many times require very strict 
reporting. So you have those layers of security because, you know, as a limited partner, many times you don't have the resources or the time to really look into those deals on a constant basis. And the cons, like I mentioned, they like funds more than individual deals. And if the sponsor is basically relying on one big check that doesn't arrive, then the deal may fall through. Well, that's it for today, guys. Stay safe. Stay warm. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.